0: Welcome to the Soul Connection. I want to welcome today's guest in our exploration about how our biological, psychological, our body, and our spirit all come together to work in harmony to have what we call a very productive and prosperous life. I have been following Dr. Brzezinski for quite some time, back since 2010. He has come to this country, and I would love to have his uh, background, his resume, I believe I saw you were established in 1977 as a forerunner in this country of integrative medicine, so welcome. Um, please give us your resume, and uh, I cannot wait to hear what you've been doing lately. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to talk to you. So briefly speaking, I was born in Poland during uh, German occupation, so I survived German occupation, then Soviet occupation. Finally, I graduated from uh, medical university. I got M.D. degree and Ph.D. degrees in biochemistry and medicine. And also, in order to get Ph.D., you need to really pass exam of philosophy. So, mm-hmm. basically, I got these three things to learn. I was involved in research for about sixty years already, and in clinical practice in fifty-five for fifty-five years. I started as a grade one student in the medical school. And when I was the second grade student, I was already got a privilege to give lectures to the first graders. So I was involved both <laughs> in studying medicine and giving lectures in chemistry. And so basically, I graduated first in the class in 1957, and a year later, I got a PhD degree, which was very unusual because in Europe usually takes average of 15 years at that time, after you graduate with medical degree. So of course, this brought attention of communist authorities to me. They wanted to show me as a wonder child of the communist system, Mm. which I did not like because my family had a long tradition of fighting communism. My brother was in the underground and he was shot and then died (laughs) fighting communism. So you didn't like them at all, okay. And I told them, I'm not going to be a member of the Communist Party. Forget it, okay? So then the repression started. And uh, what they do with such people at the time, they send them to the army until they are 65. So they paralyze their career. And that's what they did to me. Initially, I enjoyed the army. And I got some awards from <laughs> the Minister of Defense of the country. But finally, I told them, forget it. I'm not going to do it because I have my own idea. I discovered at that time what I later called antineoplasm, which peptides which uh, exist in our body, then which fight cancer, which protects us, cancer, protects us against cancer. So this was something I wanted to pursue. So it was a miracle that I was finally get out of the communist system in 1970, arrived with $5 to New York, to Bronx, so to speak, yeah, and I was very lucky because yeah. Baylor College of Medicine they needed uh, chemists in peptide chemists, so I was invited to join Baylor, and uh, I got seven years of great time doing research. At the same time, I obtained credential to practice medicine. So ultimately, when the news broke, news that. I discovered something which could really fight cancer—the substance which can kill cancer cells. But we do not have normal cells. It was spread all over the world. This brought attention of the crooks to me, and they wanted for me to steal my discovery. And basically, I was pressured to sign agreements with pharma, and they lured me with much better position in at a, academic life. But I didn't like it because I would like to make my own decisions. I thought i forget it. And I decided to open my own laboratory, which later was expanded to pharmaceutical processing plant, the clinic, and move forward with FDA approval process. Crazy Mm -hmm. idea, so to speak, because at that time, the pure cost of this was something like 1.5 billion for the single medication. And I was trying to approve Four of them, okay? And when was so, this? Well, 1.5 billion. This was the average price of the approval process back in 1977 when I quit Baylor College of Medicine. Wow. And this was for a pharmaceutical company which got all connections, which new people in FDA and which owned big laboratories and pharmaceutical plants. I did not have any of this, but I built it. Okay? I built it from the scratch, okay? I established 10 different companies which were providing me money. And finally, I didn't get money from anybody else. I did it my own way. So I built pharmaceutical treatment plant, state of art, a clinic, and moved with approval process. And finally, I brought this to the situation when I asked FDA to proceed with formal clinical trials, uh, which, of course, they gave me hard time. The persecution of what I did started first at the county level, as soon as I left Baylor, then proceed to state level, to Texas Board of Medicine, then finally to federal level. So they attacked me from any possible angle, FDA, Texas Medical Board, IRS, Security and Exchange Commission, Texas Air Control Board, United States. But they did not accomplish anything. They lost a lot of taxpayers' money, probably around 100 million over all of these years. I also lost a lot of money, but I won. So for the last five years, I'm enjoying peace. I'm hoping this it's the beginning of peaceful millennium. Oh, but all of this was motivated by money. Every day I learned that I have something valuable. The National Institute also learned about it. Pharma learned about it. So they decided to steal it from me. And in order to steal it from me, they need to put me to prison because they knew that I'd be fighting. So they wanted to to put me to prison for 290 years.
0: Oh, my word. I
1: didn't spend even a day in prison. Okay. I won. Okay. Yes. And all of these crooks, they didn't have anything to succeed. Okay. The crooks from National Cancer Institute, they couldn't use the patents because I was still around pharmaceutical company which was behind it and which gave money to both uh, to the National Cancer Institute collapsed okay to the medium-sized pharmaceutical company. Then uh, the guy who was the key stockholder, he is now in different business. And the guy who was in charge of FDA, he moved to Cozy place in a large pharma. so he's not longer uh, able to harm people, okay. So I think I made America somewhat beautiful because I removed a bunch of crooks from- Yes, you did. Agencies. I, I got rid of pharma, which was exploiting people. And all of this is perfectly documented. So if ever there was conspiracy between National Cancer Institute, FDA, and pharma, it is, okay? be mm-hmm. historically described, it's very well documented, okay? And FDA very well knows that I can cure a bunch of different types of cancer. People can survive over 30 years without any sign of tumor, first time medical history. And that's why they were fighting me because obviously they were on the side of big pharma. They got together with Texas Medical Board who was trying to take my license away. But finally, they were not successful, okay? So that's what it is. This is the state of art. And if I would have... A way to go, which I should have, okay? And uh, we should be approved as, as cancer treatment something like 30 years ago. Yes. And thousands of people's lives could be saved, including some very prominent people like Jackie Kennedy Onassis, like Edward Kennedy, like Shah of Iran. These people could be successfully treated by me and they wanted to be treated by me. But because of FDA crooks, they couldn't do it, okay? I'm not saying that. FDA has all crooks. No, there are very good people in FDA, but a bunch of crooks also who are looking how to steal something which the other people invented. Fortunately, mm-hmm. I got rid of some of them, and they moved to cozy places in big pharma. And now <laughs> I am enjoying some type of peace. Okay.
0: Well, right. my hat goes off to you because you are a fighter. And honestly, it takes people like you because a lot of people could have just went, this isn't worth it and walked away. But the fact is, is you have a heart for humanity. And that's why my hat is off to you that you stood up and you fought for what you believed. And I actually went and checked out uh, National Cancer Institute, NIH, and they warn with the anti-neoplastins of neurological toxicity. And I'm thinking, huh, they're going to warn about this uh, neurological toxicity when they have people suffering from chemo brain, which is documented all the time. That's the only thing that they could say wrong about it.
1: These are the specialists on fake news and Mm -hmm. there's no documented neurotoxicity. They know very well about it, but I still lie and cheat. Okay. What can you do? This is a big institution and they're a a bunch of crooks. Uh, they are very good people also. It's obvious, okay? Mm-hmm. But in every big institution, they have a bunch of crooks, and that's what they are. All of this was perfectly documented in numerous documentaries, okay? So they know that there are, uh, some of them were thieves trying to steal whatever I discovered. They got together with financial pharmaceutical company, received millions of dollars from them, and finally they lost, okay? Period, okay? They still are against me, because they truly do not want to get rid of cancer, okay? They would like to still continue whatever there is, until mm-hmm. pharma will make still another 100 billion dollars, whatever, okay? Finally, they're going to lose because the progress in science is inevitable. What I discovered is going to be used by everybody in another five to 10 years period, because this is something which can cure cancer and they cannot do it, okay? They cannot cure advanced cancer. So okay. that's pretty much what it is. Well. So maybe I should explain you what is the difference between
0: Yes. I was just gonna I ask what you that, they
1: do. Okay, go to, on.
0: I was yes. gonna ask you that to explain to the audience um about the neo uh, anti neoplastins okay. and so what basically they are, what the
1: standard treatment of cancer is based on very old principle, which was established by my countrymen whose name was Rudolf Virchow, Dr. Rudolf Virchow, who did it in 1845. He introduced diagnosis of cancer on the microscope. German appropriated him as his own because at that time Poland was occupied by German, but he was not German. He was of Polish origin. Okay, So mm-hmm. he introduced this great idea, which is used today. The doctors really established the name of cancer, put the nameplate of cancer, and treat everybody the same way, period. And everybody with advanced cancer dies because cancer is different in every person. I published an article in 1986 about cancer, which is the disease of information processing. The cancer develops according to the program. Which is in our body. And this program consists of a number of mutated genes. The average number of these genes is from 40 to about 615 different cancers. And these genes are different in every patient. However, there are certain rules. So our treatment is treating the software of cancer, and none of the other treatment is currently. Is treating the software of cancer. We do. Okay, so we got rid of the software and the cancer can be cured. If you just treat the tumors but the software is intact, it will always come back and will come back and kill the patient. So that's the difference. So this is a cyber war on cancer, period. It's not like, like everybody is the same, everybody should be dressed the same, everybody should receive the same allotment of food, which was a great idea of Joseph Stalin and Chairman Mao, <laughs> It's no longer good for American people, okay? But it's still very good for big pharma. So they will love to continue this as long as they can. But Mm -hmm. it is inevitable that this will change. By using the medication developed by big pharma, you are not able to do it because these medications, which can work on genes, they were designed to work usually on the single gene. So how they can get rid of that work of, say, 200 genes from patient body? But we can because anti cover about 200 mutated genes, okay? So we can find which genes are causing cancer in patient. And after three to four months, if the patient is responding well, you don't see these genes anymore based on blood test, which is approved by the government, okay? Mm-hmm. So we can get rid not only of the tumors, we can get rid of, of course, symptoms, but you can get rid of the genes which are causing cancer. And this can lead to cure, but not really shrinking tumors temporarily or removing one tumor by surgery. And the rest of these tumors, the patient may have 20 or more tumors will come back and kill the mm-hmm. patient. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. And this is, I presume, will be used by everybody in five to 10 years. But at this moment, I found that only one out of 20 oncologists in big cities can understand what it is. The rest is blindly following whatever government is saying them. They're very happy to make big money, have a lot right. of time to play, and continue this way. But these guys will become obsolete in the next 10 years, okay, because they will be pre- replaced by artificial intelligence. They don't contribute much to humanity at all, okay? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. that's the state of art, unfortunately.
0: Well, I when I was out in Arizona, Arizona is a right to choose for healthcare freedom choices. And it, Texas seems to be as well. And they offer so much more than, for example, the state of Florida, which is really locked up the, by the AMA. But people under that are in a state that has such an AMA control, which is the American uh, Medical Association, they think they have alternatives because they have different hospitals to choose from. But really, all these hospitals are doing the exact same protocols. They're really That isn't really choice, correct?
1: Correct. Well, many states have state laws which are named right of life. And Arizona was the first one to introduce it. I am using Texas uh, right to try law, but this is only limited for terminal cancer patients. So this means patients who have less estimated survival than six months, and that's what I'm treating. Most of my people are coming to me from all over the world, they're in horrible conditions. They tried everything and they were told, go to hospital, there's nothing we can do. So that's the type of patient I'm taking. now. But with these patients, I have some type of freedom because I can use the medication, which are not yet prescription medications. And I can use, of course, medication, which are off-label. This way, we can treat the genes which are causing cancer. But in the other guys, they don't do it. They follow blindly the protocols, which say everybody with the name of cancer should receive such and such treatment. It will work for a while at best, and then the cancer will progress. They will try another treatment. It will do the same. Finally, the patient is going to die. I'm talking mm-hmm. about advanced cancer. Hospitals are not helping us much, and usually the patients who have cancer are getting some additional problems in the hospital. Our treatment is so well tolerated that less than 1% of patients requires hospitalization. And that's another problem, because hospitals are making big money, okay? Mm-hmm. So if only 1% of patients will need to be in the hospital, forget it, this is going to change the healthcare. Maybe a trillion dollars can be saved from the healthcare cost in the United States. So. Who would like to do it, okay? Not the guys who owns the big business, okay? Forget it, okay? They they are dying of cancer also, okay? But they would never do it because the money is the most important for them. Mm,
0: mm-mm. It's a very sad state of affairs. And I was looking through, of course, um, some of your friends and colleagues within this industry. I've, I've done some interviews and, and I've looked them up and, you know, I'm looking at the FDA website uh, where they have things labeled as doctors cited for improper research, which really cracks me up. Because wouldn't you think that if you are researching new ways to heal people, that that would be something that would be promoted for mankind? To me, I was like, well, could this be a way that they try to slow people down? Is create these letters that they send out to those that are working outside the system that could challenge the system. Because right now, if people knew nationwide what you're doing in Texas and what Dr. Prado is doing in Arizona and what great successes you have, and for the most case, you are only treating late stage patients, boy, people really start to demand this throughout the country because they're really missing out on things. They're not given the choices they think that they're given. So they need to start perhaps connecting with their politicians and saying, hey, we want more choices, we want more options.
1: You're right, people have a lot of power and that's why uh, the laws, the right to tie have been introduced and it's helping greatly, but it's still limited to, for the treatment of terminal patients, okay? So I don't complain because I would, like, I would love to help such patients, okay? And you can see that the tumors is melting away in a month or in two months for patients who are sent home to die. It's something mm-hmm. remarkable, okay? And I love to do it, okay? So <laughs> I'm very glad to treat terminal cancer patients, okay? But certainly the FDA position was such that they stated officially they would never approve the medication promoted by the single researchers, only by a large pharmaceutical company. And that's what they do. They mm-hmm. favor big pharma. They get rid of individual researchers, even if they know very well that they can have something which can cure cancer, okay? So <laughs> they're not really helping so much American people, they're helping big business, okay? Mm-hmm. And American people have the right to demand some changes, to have friendly, the federal and state agency, but not agencies which are going ahead. Discoverers, okay? Discoverers are something which is truly treasure of America, and they should be protected, but they should not be extinguished by stupid guys who are looking only for making money in federal and state agencies, okay? American Mm -hmm. people should know about it, and they can change it if they want, okay? Mm -hmm. And I was saved because American people, because I was accused of criminal uh, acts of allowing people who are treated in Texas to take medication for continuation of treatment outside of Texas. You see, this was as crazy an idea as you can imagine, okay? How can I keep people who are coming, say, from New York in Texas, okay? They can go everywhere they want, and they can carry medication for their own use, okay? But FDA used every count of this as something which continues to prison for a year and a half, and the judge was going ahead with this, okay? Can you imagine? The judge was a bright man. He was going ahead with this, okay? He should get rid of this instantly, but he was going ahead of this because he is receiving money from the government, okay? So it's one of them, okay? So that's unfortunate system, you see.
0: Mm-hmm. And today, I just um, interviewed Dr. Lee Merritt not too long ago, and she's collecting information on... What has been happening post-COVID with the American health, and we have an all-cause mortality increase of 42%. Cancer has increased over 300 times throughout the American public. So what we're talking about today is extremely relevant in every American's life, because obviously there's um, toxins to have a a mortality rate, all-cause mortality go up by 42% in a year we have toxins, we have things that are creating more health issues than what we have cures. And this perpetual treatment just seems to prolong and profit. It creates like a profiteering off of people suffering. So I would say, you know, why wouldn't institutes such as your finding cures for cancer and breast cancer and all these other things Why wouldn't they start getting behind you guys? Because obviously what we've had has not worked in the past.
1: Well, are various reason for it. They have very good life. They're receiving a lot of money from Big Pharma and from the other resources to do exactly what they were doing for all of this time, okay? So uh, there's a lot of progress in basic research, no doubt about it, but very little progress in clinical field, okay? It's still They still cannot cure advanced cancer. They can prolong life, which is good, but the patient really needs to take medications all the time and suffer from adverse reactions. With our treatment, Treatment. Let's see, we have very aggressive brain tumor, glioblastoma. It's not unusual to see that the tu- active tumor is gone from MRI after one month of treatment. Then we ask the patient to continue treatment for eight more months and then live happy ever after. We have patients who are now surviving, as we start diagnosis for over 25 years and live normal life. Okay, That's what is cure. You don't need to take medication for the rest of your life. You can live normal life. For children who are treated, they can graduate from school, they can have family, they can have their own children, okay? And mm-hmm. that's what we see all the time. So that's the type of treatment American people should have, okay? But they are deprived of this, okay? Uh, the government knows about it. <laughs> some brave people know about it. Some doctors know about it. But doctors are afraid to touch it, except for very few individuals, because they're afraid that they will be harassed by local medical boards and by FDA, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's the system, which is not for America, okay? This could be for Russia, this could be for some other country, not for America, okay? This should be changed. Agency like FDA is needed, no doubt about it. The National Council is needed, but they should change the approach to individual researchers. They should promote it, but not getting rid of them, okay?
0: hmm I agree, I agree. We- didn't have a chance to talk much before our interview, but um, how I came across your work back in 2010, I had a friend of mine who was suffering from breast cancer, and this was her fourth bout of it. And in 2011, I believe it was, she came to see you. And she was my Christian mentor. And she was a patient here in Tampa at a local institution. And they kept telling her that her blood test was coming back and she was stable, but then lesions started showing up on her liver and she decided to come get a second opinion and she came to your clinic and you did a CTC test on her. And it turned out that she was, which is a circulating tumor count test. It turned out that she was one of those few people that had an antigen in her blood where it was throwing up a false flag and she was getting a faulty reading here locally, but they didn't do any other tests, even though physically she was fading and getting worse and worse and worse. And When she came to your clinic, she was told she's a walking, talking miracle to be flying around the country with the type of tumor count that she had, she should have been in hospice. And so you know, one of the things she told me, which, you know, by that time she was getting very late in the game. She died that same year. But when, one of the things that she told me was she felt her health care had been rationed because had she have gotten that test here, they would have known that she was not stable and they would have been doing some other protocols perhaps, or she could have sought out your clinic much earlier. Is this a story you get often?
1: Well, it is, What? Well. 2010, uh, these were in deep, dark ages of oncology, you see, and uh, I began doing this type of test to find uh, mutated genes in patients' blood since 1999. Initially, I was doing this in my laboratory, but later I switched to some other large laboratories because now, for instance, there are large laboratories which have much better resources, and they are approved by insurance, uh, by the government, by insurance. So it doesn't cost American patients anything to do such tests, okay? And that's what I'm doing for everybody, okay, to identify mutated genes which are in patients' blood. But in 2010, oh, I was harassed by Texas Medical Board for doing this. They wanted to take my license away because I was doing this, okay? So there are people in dark ages of medicine, so I spent something like five years <laughs> defending myself against them okay I spent a lot of money, but finally I won. So now these tests are approved by the government, are approved uh, for by insurances. They don't cost anything American people okay and I can have the results in one week to find out which are the most important mutated genes causing cancer in patients. And I can follow this up say in two months or three months or four months to see. If we can get rid of these genes. If we can get rid of these genes, we can possibly cure the patient, okay? So that's what we do. But 2010, nobody was trying to do it, okay?
0: <laughs> right, right. Whoever
1: and- was trying to do it was harassed by medical boards, okay? They wanted to take licenses away, okay? So now it changed. So it looks like it's so difficult as to be a pioneer because the rest are obscure people. Some of them knew very well what they do and they do it because they're evil. So they would like to prevent something to be used by people. But there is a stupid bunch of guys who are simply getting good salaries from the government. They are trying to get rid of the people who are smarter than them. Okay. So that's what it is, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. yeah, and you know, unfortunately in this case, this lady was 52 years old and not knowing that this test even existed not knowing what was going on, it cost her her life. Yeah, that's and you know, and she really transformed my life. She's the one who, as a Christian mentor, she really brought me into my faith and brought me to uh, um, the Lord. And and so I I have such a tender place in my heart. But originally, that's how I connected with your clinic because I was the one who recommended her go out and see you.
1: Yeah, well, unfortunately, at that time we didn't have such possibility to help people as we do now because now we are doing these, these blood tests uh, almost for everybody and now in one week uh, how we should treat the patient exactly. You see, technology has advanced a lot. On the other hand, we see breast cancer. Patients are on the top of our list. This is one of the most common cancers we see and we seldom see people who do not respond to the treatment even though <laughs> they are very advanced, okay? Some of them may have 20 years history of cancer. So this is encouraging that now technology came to the point that it can be successfully used. But most of the doctors are still not doing this, okay? They still are in dark ages of medicine, unfortunately.
0: So can people from out of state come and see you? And Absolutely. are you covered by cancer? I have cam- people uh,
1: coming to me from all over the world, through some of the most obscure places. And uh, the treatment should start here. And uh, uh, they are permitted to take medication home because this was really clarified when I went to court in uh, 1996. Okay, so the decision finally was such that patient is permitted to take medication for their own use outside the state of Texas. So this can be done. Uh,
0: yeah, and people need to know that these options exists they throughout do. the country, whether they, they go to Texas, Arizona, they need to seek second opinions outside is
1: of- Really simple treatment because this is outpatient treatment that's self-administered by the patient and the side effects are minimal. Again, we are using also medications which are like gene-targeted medication, immunotherapy, if we find out that we are dealing with genes for which uh, antioplastin do not work. So this can be done, of course.
0: And this antioplastin um, technology- I guess it was discovered in 1976, and you started in 1977 here, correct?
1: Uh, yes. In 1977, I established my own clinic, and I began to see the first patients.
0: Okay. And for those people who don't know what this is, uh, it naturally occurs in, in blood, and in urine, and it helps the body fight cancer. So it's really almost like I know I did an interview with Dr. Ed Group, and he was talking about urotherapy and uh, the fact that there's antioplastins in that as well. So it's kind of the the body's remedy. The body starts producing its own remedy.
1: You're right. Well, this is like the second immune system, quote unquote. It's not based on immune principle, but it's based on a system of molecular switches, which are usually peptides and amino acid derivatives, which circulate in the body and turn off the activity of mutated genes, which are causing cancer. Whenever the cancer is getting more established in the patient's body, there's increased excretion of these chemicals through the kidneys and they go into the urine, and there's not enough in blood. So what we do, we supply them with synthetic uh, analogs of these antioplasts in form of intravenous infusions, or in some in tablets. And then we compensate the deficiencies which these patients have. After the cancer is gone, their body can uh, recreate uh, proper manufacturing of antineoplasts and prevent losses to the kidneys. So then they don't need any treatment. They can live on their own. So that's pretty much what it is.
0: Well, that, thank you for clarifying that because well, I'm sure people are wondering, what is this, what are you talking about? What is this therapy? Well,
1: it's a system of molecular switches. It's like, for instance, cancer in certain ways is a manufacturing problem when body is making billions of good-for-nothing malignant cells. So it's like, you go to the factory which is making merchandise. Some, Sometimes the factory is going crazy and making good-for-nothing merchandise. So you go to the switchboard, you turn this off, okay? merchandise manufacturing will stop. If you turn off the genes which are directing manufacturing of these malignant cells, well, the cancer will stop and will go away. Okay, it's a simple principle. But you need to go to the source of this. Stating the name of the cancer is not going to help. You need to treat whatever is causing cause, means mutated genes. Very old principle to treat the cause of the disease. It was introduced 2,300 years ago.
0: Oh my goodness! Right, <laughs> Aristotle.
1: Okay, he advised to treat patients by finding what is called in the problem, but not really just naming this. Okay, so <laughs> it's very simple. Okay, I still am flabbergasted why ninety-five or ninety percent of oncologists is unable to get it. Okay.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, probably because they're not educated in in that field. Or it's well, they're part not
1: of their... looking forward what is going on. Okay, They're mm-hmm. satisfied with what they learned by heart in medical school and uh, repeating this from all over again, knowing that advanced cancer patients are going to die anyway. Right? Okay, They're not going to save kids' life.
0: Mm, 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 mm. And that's what, you know, the, the big gift of life is time. And that's the probably the biggest thing you can give to anybody in their oh, life.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. It's more time. What this. Very important because some of them may have just a couple of weeks of life left. And if you act quickly, you can save them. But if you lose a few days, you miss the opportunity.
0: Yeah, yeah. For practical tips, I always like to give people practical tips. You've been in this. You've been a pioneer of research. Um, You probably have some tips that you give to patients and you probably have some tips you give to people. As far as lifestyles, do you have anything you'd like to share for people?
1: Well, this is a somewhat different field because we deal with terminal cancer patients and and the instructions for them will be quite different. But for prevention of cancer, I think uh, having a periodical checkup, doing laboratory tests to determine if they harbor any mutated genes which can cause cancer is very important. Such tests are available now. It's very easy to do. It. You can receive some kids by mail. You can take uh, the sample of patient cells and send it to them, and they will determine if you have certain genes which are causing cancer. So that's one thing to do. Then another thing to do is obviously healthy diets. Like, uh, uh, there are numerous uh, instructions how to have healthy diet, and some of the most important was published some, like, a couple of months ago in New England Journal of Medicine and uh, what they advise is to have eating activity for some like eight hours out of 24 hours daily, which means from breakfast and dinner, but this would spend something like eight to 10 hours. And um, for the rest of the day, do not eat much. You can drink fluid, but do not eat much. So this would introduce something like a ketogenic type of diet in the body. Okay. And of course, you have to avoid things which can increase cholesterol, increase sugar, increase the things that are causing cancer. But really, in order to do this right, we need to design the diet and prevention program for individual patients based on their genomic analysis. And that's what we do for eye patients, for everyone. We have the treatment plan, which is personalized treatment plan for this patient. And also we are talking about the proper dietary regimen.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, it's really interesting you you mentioned that because I do a a holistic brain presentation. And one of the things we talk about is intermittent fasting and the intermittent fasting, meaning having a period of time where you're allowing the water to start washing some of those toxins out of your body and it will help with things such as memory fog. It will help with just your general energy level. It will help you be able to function, all your bodily functions, not just cognitively, but all your body.
1: Well, that's definitely the right code. approach, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's good to hear you know, someone of your caliber confirming that.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's the right thing to do. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do also, just uh, perhaps eat uh, tomb main meals daily between, say, eight and four. And um, I'm doing very well on this. So <laughs> well, need... you
0: look great. I'm telling you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how old you are, but, you know, well, been... I, am, I am 79. But well, you wouldn't, I would never have guessed that. People are
1: saying that I look pretty much the same as I looked 20 years ago, and i am practicing medicine for 55 five years. Well, so you know, I was involved also in research on aging, and I am using certain things to slow down the aging. Most of my critics are gone already. Okay, I think the last one expired last week. Okay, so okay. I am living now in the world where uh, I I feel lonesome because the attacks of the guys who were the fiercest critics stopped. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then it looks like this, we may be approaching the final time when the medicine will be approved, okay? Because the people will finally say, oh, it's obvious, we knew about it all the time. And the guys who are criticizing are no longer here, okay?
0: Well, it's always very reassuring when you can outlive your critics that you are yeah. definitely on the right path.
1: <laughs> <I don't laughs> <You> know? Know? <laughs> Some of them, they never convert, okay? Mm-hmm. unless you ask of the caliber of St. Paul, okay? <laughs> Whatever, okay? <laughs> but they're fading away, okay? Uh, the evil spirit is getting rid of them much
0: yes. faster. Yes, and I agree. I agree. I, I do believe we're in a season where we're going to see, I call it the flip of the script, where the people who have been doing the right things have been attacked for doing the right things. I think, you know, this is this is the time that, they're going to get their due honor and due rewards. And I definitely think you are overdue for a lot of honor and rewards because you have been such a a staunch pioneer and um, just advocate.
1: Well, the best award is to see the patient who was brought to us, say, 30 years ago, and he was two years old, and there was nothing can be done for him. And uh, he recovered completely. He's got gra- graduated. He's got married. He has three children now, doing normal life. Okay,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so that's a great award. Okay, so, probably the best. I, I, have, I have hundreds of such patients who really uh, got rid of the cancer and live normal, productive life, and very successful life. So that's the greatest award you can get. Okay,
0: and it's funny that the people who um, have created. Obstacles and roadblocks that they can't see how rewarding that would be. Even after hearing, I watched your movie and it was phenomenal. I watched the cancer cure cover up, and um, and I was mad. I was <laughs> at the at, at the process and the um, concerted attack and coordinated attack. It was so vicious and you had your patients standing up and testifying for you on your behalf. And it was so touching. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm saying, you know, man, when do you see this? When do you see patients come to the rescue of the doctors that have saved their lives because they were written off by the other doctors?
1: That's very rewarding. And not only patients were just like people, but also some of medical doctors were prominent, they stand up and they were harassed because they did it. But you see, such type of harassment really it not hurt me much because really it mobilized me to be more active and to look for more efficient ways. Okay. So whatever attacks were against us, they forced me to be more effective in the teaching of cancer. What was bad, however, is that people whose life could be saved could not receive the treatment, okay? This was something like, we are talking about white collar criminals in these agencies who knew very well that the treatment works, Mm -hmm. but that's the main thing, why they did not allow this for the people to have it, okay? But the time will come for them, okay? So I'm sure that finally the justice will reach them.
0: Yeah, I, I I do believe so. Well, and you don't get any support from any of these um, cancer institutes that are non-for-profits that are supposed to be raising money for the cure of cancer? You don't get any support from any group like that?
1: I am not getting any support. The only thing I would like to have is if they leave me in peace.
0: Yeah, well, amen.
1: I, I don't expect any money from them. I was able to do it my own way. I am running some like 10 different companies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could afford uh, the research to build pharmaceutical comp- pharmaceutical plant because I made money from some other business ventures. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I believe God has blessed you richly, so that you could be in the fight and you could save people's lives, and you know you gave people destiny in their life that a system tried to steal from them.
1: Well, and- that's true, but. I think the time will come when this will go away. I am hoping that maybe in another five years, all this will be straightened out.
0: I hope so, too. Is there any champions um, in Texas that you'd like to mention that have really gotten behind giving people a choice, the integrative medicine approach, you know, natural health? Do you have anybody out there that you'd like to mention that has been an advocate for you?
1: Uh, During our trouble with Texas Medical Board, there were some brave journalists. I think one of them was uh, Dave Farmer from Austin, who really helped us a lot. And um, generally, I think the news media were very good for us and they represented good stories. Some of them really were uh, on the service of Big Pharma, but uh, this was just exception. So I think mostly journalists, were well, helping us a lot. Local even your patients, okay? Yeah. And uh, then uh, there were some prominent doctors, like for instance, you know, our results were reviewed by the group of experts from the National Cancer Institute back in 1990, and uh, they admitted that out of uh, medical records they reviewed, they had never seen such good results in getting rid of brain tumors because they simply disappeared, and one of them. The leader of this group, Dr. Patronas, who was in charge of radiology at the National Cancer Institute, he testified on my behalf in Austin. He was uh, very objective, very brave, but unfortunately he was pressured by authorities to really do not give us the support, okay? And this is evil, you see. He mm-hmm. did not present the results of his review at the Congress of Chemotherapy in Stockholm because... He was told that he's going to lose his job. Okay, period. Okay, can you imagine such corruption in the National Cancer Institute? It's horrible. Okay, but he was very brave and he stood up in my defense. Mm-hmm. Dr. Julian Whitaker also was helping us greatly. He was informing public what we are doing, and through public he raised some like six hundred thousand dollars to help our legal defense. So mm-hmm. there were brave people, and they were. Simple American people help us a lot, okay? And I don't think this will be possible in a different country the U.S., I think. In the U.S., you have a chance, okay? In some other countries, you would never have a chance.
0: Oh, wow. 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 You are a great patriot as well. So... I know when Eddie asked me, Oh, would you like to, to interview Dr. Brzezinski? I said, yes, (laughs) you're top of my list. I couldn't believe I was like, yes, that would be so great Um, because I have followed you for a long time and I'm so glad you're still in the fight. And it sounds like you've got a lot of fight left in you and you're going to be curing people for some time. Um, And I think that uh, we would love to have you back and, and, You can share some more of your ideas. Feel free to reach out. Also, what do you see with this increase of the, you know, from Dr. Lee Merritt's statistics, we have a huge wave of cancer popping up in this country.
1: This is, of course, multifactorial because you can see a lot of people who are not really obeying healthy habits. They just uh, obese. They eat too much. They eat wrong food. Uh, so, uh, they pretty have an un- unhealthy lifestyle. Okay. And then you have virus infections, uh, which are much more common now. Even regular virus infections are uh, more common now than they were before. Okay. So, then uh, a lot of people suffer because of COVID vaccinations also. Okay. So,
0: hers was tied to uh, her studies and her presentation uh, directly tied to the COVID yeah. uh, vaccination program.
1: Yeah. Well, I have nothing against uh, vaccination, but unfortunately, some people really were much worse after vaccination than before. Okay, and this will be also known to the public because uh, obviously they should know the risks involved. So, unfortunately, we are living more unhealthy lifestyle, and we are paying the price for it. Computerized uh, system also is bombarding our brain with all of its different wavelengths, and it's causing mutations of the genes like using, of course, iPhones, whatever, also has the impact. So we are really living in a very unhealthy environment, and this should be corrected somehow. I think it will be corrected in the near future, but
0: Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm.
1: unfortunate what it is. In the meantime, we should really uh, learn more how to prevent cancer and find early phases of cancer which will be easier to get rid of. we are happy to have patients who are advanced because uh, that's something in which we specialize
0: I tell my son not to, to hold the phone to use a speaker instead of holding the phone up to their heads, because we don't know why all of these cancers are just exploding in our, but it, it is something that we're doing. absolutely. So just little tips, like you can put it on speaker and you can talk. Yeah, You don't have to hold it right beside your head.
1: You're right. You're right. So that's important. Okay. Well, uh, there were some recent studies which uh, show that uh, by using certain stream of electrons you can activate the genes in the body okay so this means that we are living the sea of electromagnetic waves from everywhere okay and this is going to have effects on expression of the genes which are causing cancer so this will be found in the future okay but Mm -hmm. unfortunately not the state of art these days
0: Mm -hmm. well I thank you for your time you have just been such a delight in in sharing your, your wisdom your fight um you can definitely testify that this isn't a conspiracy. Yes, people who have been fight- that have been on the the lead of and on the precipice of cutting edge research, you've had to fight a battle to be able to do the things you do, and um, and then I thank you and I pray that the Lord richly blesses you, protects you. Um, shines his face upon you and everything you do for all that you've done over the years for us in America. We're we're very uh, fortunate that you decided to come here. So thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Uh, Thank you very much. And I hope this will always, there's always a chance to save somebody's life. And I am (laughs) obviously honored to live in America because to live in America, because otherwise, I don't think it should be possible in any other country. Okay. So <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh American will lead the world in getting rid of cancer one way or another.
0: Yes, and I do believe we're we're going to be restoring America once again.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. God bless and again thank you, thank you
1: for pleasure. your time. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank All you right. very much.
0: Okay. Mm, bye. Bye.